Hello and welcome to another episode of Bad Behaviour Saved My Life. I'm your host Mel and today I want to talk to you about healing through your inner child. Now there's so many different topics and subjects that I'm going to cover on this podcast and a lot of them I'll probably revisit. Um, But I did a little poll on my Instagram stories about what to cover this week and the people have spoken. This is what you wanted to hear. So that's what today's topic is about. Now, what is our inner child? Your inner child is pretty much what it says on the back. We all have an inner child within us right up until the day we die. And our behaviour patterns as an adult are formed from what we experienced as a child. So working with our inner child addresses unmet needs that we had when we were younger or unhealed wounds that we've never really dealt with and it just helps give us some sort of closure so that we can move forward from that and begin to heal from past things that have happened. When we revisit a similar situation in adulthood that we experienced as a child, we're all of a sudden really overtaken by fear, aren't we? And we feel helpless, just like we did when we were a child. And we almost go into survival mode. So we have four different survival archetypes and an archetype is a pattern of behaviour and they are the inner child, the victim, the prostitute and the saboteur and these are what make up the ego. Now the inner child I think is probably the most misunderstood um, and probably one of if not the most important um, out of the four. So I had one particularly traumatising incident that happened um, that I'm going to share with you when I was about 14 years old. So when we talk about the inner child, I'm not specifically talking about, you know, babies or toddlers or small children. To me, I'm 37 years old and a 20 year old to me is still a child. But let's just go with anything sort of under the age of 18. So when I was 14 years old, um, We lived in a different house to what we live in now. So, see, there was me, my younger sister, she's two and a half years younger than me, and my parents. And we'd only recently moved to this house. um, And there was a family that lived next door to us. So there was a couple, and they had a couple of very, very small children, a baby and a toddler. And after maybe a couple of weeks of living there, obviously you get talking to your neighbours, you want to know your neighbours. Um, And I was 14 years old and he asked if I would be interested in doing some babysitting for them. So I did, you know, it was right next door. They were paying me. They were quite a young couple um, and they were going out quite often. So it was like a bit of extra pocket money for me. So and these were like three storey townhouses that we lived in. So um, every time I'd go around and babysit, I remember he used to say to me, you know, you can bring your pyjamas over, you can get changed, get comfortable, because we're going to be back really, really late. Um, But he'd always say to me, when you get changed, make sure you get changed on the middle floor, like in the living room. So you had the kitchen downstairs, the living room and a bedroom, I think, on the middle floor, and then two bedrooms and a bathroom on the top floor. So, um, yeah, he'd say, don't get changed in the kitchen, because... People can see through the windows, there's no blinds. And on the top floor, the babies are both in bed asleep, so you don't want to wake them up. So just make sure you get changed in the living room, just chill in there. 
and make yourself comfortable in there. So I babysat for this couple quite a few times now. And I remember one night, um, I had my sister over with me because we only lived next door. So I was 14, my sister would have been 11 or 12. So she'd come over and we were just sitting in the living room watching telly and he'd come back early and he came into the living room <clears throat> and he had been drinking, he was quite drunk and he was just talking to me and my sister really, really inappropriately and he went out of the room and when he come back in, he walked back into this living room fucking naked, like he had no clothes on but he had a pillow like a you know, like a sofa cushion over his bits. And he came in and removed the cushion and started waving it in the air. So he was completely fully naked and was laughing and shouting. And I remember my sister was just traumatised. She screamed and ran out of this house and ran back next door. And I then left straight after her. Now, we told our parents uh, what had happened straight away. And when my dad went round to the neighbour's house next door to see this man, he discovered that there was a camera on top of the telly, I think it was, in the living room. And every time I'd babysat and he had told me to be getting undressed and dressed in this room, he had been recording me. So he had been recording me get unchanged however many times I had babysat for them. The recordings were never found. Um, I don't know if they actually were recorded, but why do you have a camera? Why do you have a camera on top of your telly actively filming? So we never actually found the recordings. because This was quite a long time ago, and I think things like this didn't happen that often back then, or they just weren't spoken about, or we didn't have social media back then. So nothing was really broadcasted but this was reported to the police they weren't really too interested um i'm sure that would be a completely different story now but we we moved not long after that incident happened and we never really spoke about it afterwards like the police didn't really take any action um he was still living, th this man's obviously a paedophile, yeah? He's a paedophile. You're recording a 14-year-old girl getting unchanged. You've just flashed yourself two metres away from a 14 and an 11-year-old little girl. You're a fucking grown man. This man is a paedophile. So he was continuing to live next door and nothing had been done. So we, as a family, had to move. We had to leave our home and move house. And like I said, we never, ever really spoke too much about it afterwards and I think because it was never really spoken about I never really realized how awful that was that happened you know the flashing was horrible but to have been being recorded for x amount of time I don't know I don't know what he did with them videos. I don't know who he showed them videos to. I don't know if them videos were broadcasted anywhere. But to be violated like that, I never really knew how bad that was until, wasn't till about 10 years later when me and my sister actually spoke about it. And I can't remember which of the two of us brought it up, but we spoke about it when we, when we were about 20, when I was about 25 years old. and. We were like, shit, like, 
that was really, really fucking awful. Like, that was horrendous. That What an awful thing to happen. And when we spoke about it, because we hadn't spoken about it for so long, it was as if we had almost forgotten that that ever happened to us. Like, we had subconsciously blocked it out of our minds. Up until I met my current partner that I'm with now for three years, I had allowed myself to be really, really mistreated and really abused um, by men. And I've been in some seriously toxic and, I mean, really, really messed up relationships. And it wasn't till I started really taking back my self-worth and healing those old wounds that I got over it and realised this is not normal. Like, this is not okay me to be being treated this way by men but I never I never really understood just how bad it was because I've never addressed it and I'm just using this as an example because it's something that I have personally experienced it is a personal experience of mine that inner child work can be healing from a multitude of different things so it can be abuse it can be from a broken home or parents with addiction or severe poverty, or bullying, or any form of emotional abuse, or lack of care. It can also actually be from something that may not have even happened to you specifically. So things can be passed down through generational trauma, um, and I think that's just such an interesting topic. Um, so I think connecting with your inner child and healing can be useful to everybody you know it's is it generational passing down or intergenerational so basically I think the science behind it is when things have happened to people in our lives like I'm a woman so say either my mum or my nan or my mum's nan when things happen to you um apparently it can actually change your DNA so when you have really traumatic experiences your DNA can then change um, and that can then actually be passed down. Those traumas in your DNA can be passed down to future generations. I hope I'm explaining this right. Um, but again, like I have to just point out in this episode, like I do in every single episode, I am not a doctor. This is not medical advice that I'm giving you. It is just my experience with it and what has helped me. And I just feel like it can help so many other people feeling the same way so inner child healing and opening up old wounds can actually be a really traumatizing experience in itself it can be really really upsetting um to go through obviously you are dragging up all these past things that have happened to you some of them like my situation you may well have forgotten has even happened um so if it is you know, if you are wanting to try this and you are getting yourself in a in a bit of a, an emotional state or you're really not coping, I really, really stress, please, I beg you, talk to somebody. Don't go through this on your own. Either talk to a friend or a family member or a professional or if any of those options are not available to you. <clears throat> Sorry, I keep coughing. If no, none of those options are available to you, um, then just give me a follow on Instagram, give me a message, just 
please just don't go through this alone. If this is causing lots of upset, I just really, really need to stress this. With this particular sort of work, um, it can be very, very overwhelming and emotional. So to really gain back my own self-worth and the work that I have done on myself through this, I had to really, really start showing up for myself and I had to start showing up for that 14 year old girl that was still living inside me who still felt so confused about what was acceptable and what was appropriate behaviour and what was inappropriate and one of the first things that I did um, which helped me so so much was that I wrote a letter to my 14 year old self so this letter wasn't written in like a third person this letter was written from me to me um, and it really, really did help me so much. And I think particularly as women, we're so overly critical of ourselves, aren't we? And we say such bad things about ourselves. We say more bad than good things about ourselves. But when I wrote this letter, I wrote it as if I was actually writing it to my own child. So I just told her that what happened was not her fault and to not feel bad for it and I just told her how strong she was and how beautiful she is and how amazing that her life was going to be and just that I loved her so so much and while I was writing this not only was I writing it I was also hearing it and that's also really really powerful and that really helped me to express my feelings in a really healthy way because that's something that particularly as children we don't really get to do a lot of the time when children express you know they get told off for talking over or for answering back so we don't really get an option too much as children to actually express ourselves properly so writing this letter just really gave me a healthy outlet to express all the feelings and emotions that were built up around this event setting healthy boundaries um, is another great thing to do as well. So once I had come to terms with what had happened and I'd come to terms with the fact that it was actually extremely bad and I had come to the realisation that it was not my fault at all, I didn't deserve it, I started to really love and appreciate me again and I know that I had to put some boundaries in place and I knew what I was not going to accept and I knew what I didn't want and I was going to be heard and when you take back your power like that and your self-worth and it just makes you really realise your value and you are so so valuable and I know what I'm worth now and I wanted that matched and I was never ever going to be treated that way again. And after reliving that experience and feeling those emotions again and knowing that that little 14-year-old girl still lives inside of me somewhere, I was never ever going to put her through that ever again. I think that sometimes we actually need to treat ourselves like we do our own children. Sometimes as adults, we actually need to parent ourselves and something else I like to do is think back to things that made me really really happy as a child like 
in general, I had an amazing childhood. I had a very, very happy, happy childhood. And I have got so, so many happy memories. And, and I really love reliving them. And that's another way to really connect to your inner child. And you'd be surprised how much happiness and laughter and joy doing things that you used to enjoy as a child can can bring you and I often will watch movies with my 13 year old daughter that I used to watch um when I was a kid and that I loved and they're movies that I used to watch when I was her age and we we now watch them together and I feel just I feel the same amount of excitement and joy and happiness as I did when I used to watch those movies um when I was a little girl even when we go to the park that I'll often well not often sometimes I very rarely get to sometimes I'll have a go on the swing and I know that sounds really stupid but honestly as an adult have you ever been to the park and had a good swing it's literally so much fun. Like the kids don't get a look in sometimes because mum's just living her best life on the swings. And we just, we deserve to have more fun, don't we? As adults, I think that, you know, there's so much responsibility and, you know, you're running a house and you're working and you're paying bills and you're trying to keep tiny little humans alive and stop them from killing each other and, just protecting them in every single way you can there's so much responsibility as an adult that we forget to have fun and we forget to mess about and we forget to play and you'd be just amazed at how much joy and fun you can get from just messing about like you did when you were a kid like how much fun would it be now to round some of your best mates up and just go into the woods and build a den I don't know about you but I'd have so much fun or like even having a sleepover like how much fun would you have having your friends over for a sleepover and getting a takeaway and loads of snacks and just binge watching like your favorite genre of movies like you used to do when you were kids and I used to get so excited to have a sleepover or get invited to a sleepover and they usually only happened at birthdays didn't they and that if you want to bring a sleeping bag and you'd get all your horror films in my <laughs> in my uh, experience that's my favorite uh, genre of movies so we'd get loads of like horror films together like really really old ones you know like the original it and nightmare on elm street and everyone would turn up like their mums would bring them to the door and they'd have their little sleeping bags and their snacks and you'd just be so excited and you'd pull an all-nighter and you'd prank call boys in your class that you fancied and just you'd just mess about and have so much fun and how much fun would that be to do that now we need to be doing more stuff like this more stuff that we enjoyed as children and like i said it's it's a really really good way to connect to your inner child and you can just get so much happiness from it another one is being kinder to yourself so that's something that I was extremely guilty of in the past um I was never really very kind to myself there were so many bad things that were happening in my life and I just felt responsible for everything I felt like I was a shit person I was a shit mum I felt like I had no friends my family just weren't interested anymore and I was just so unkind to myself about everything so 
just be a bit kinder to yourself and go easy on yourself. Healing your inner child is initially working on your relationship with yourself. So don't set your expectations of yourself too high. Just know that you are always doing the best you can with what is available to you. And as long as you're doing that, you're doing enough. Speak kindly to yourself as well. Say nice things to yourself in the mirror every single day. It's suggested that actually speaking kindly to yourself can reduce anxiety, stress and depression. So just say something nice to yourself in the mirror. We're all in front of a mirror at some point in the day, usually in the morning, when you're brushing your teeth, uh, washing your face, taking your kids to the toilet, whatever. Just look in the mirror and just say something really nice to yourself, you know, and that actually sounds quite easy to do, but mirror work it, it can be really uncomfortable to begin with. Like I would just stare at myself in the mirror for ages and I physically couldn't bring myself to say something nice. Um, but I say nice things to myself all the time in the mirror now and it feels great. You've got a compliment every single day. And finally, something that, again, I found works extremely well and this is something that so many people find so difficult to do or feel that they literally can't do and that is forgiving so forgiving those people from your past who made you feel the way that you felt it is becoming a lot more widely used um, and there is a lot of research around it that suggests it is extremely powerful work and particularly with healing and particularly with healing your inner child I think that when we've experienced any sort of trauma in childhood, and again, I'm talking about anything from sort of 18 downwards, it's usually the work of somebody else. So it's usually somebody that has inflicted those wounds upon us, either from what they've done to us, from what they've said to us, um, things that somebody else has made happen. There is usually somebody responsible for that childhood trauma. Now, forgiving them does not mean at all that what they did or what they said is okay, because it's not. It will never be okay. But you know what? They probably don't care. They probably don't think about what they've done. It does not affect them. The only person that this affects, the only person still holding on to this is you. And like we've already learned before, only you have the power to control your reactions to things. So forgiving them just, it just cuts off and releases that energetic tie that they're still holding over you. And you have the power to release that. By forgiving them, you're not saying, you know, what you did is okay. And obviously, you don't ever have to forgive them to their face. What I did was I either do it in my mind during a meditation or, you know, I visualised myself forgiving that person and not even necessarily forgiving them for what they've done, just forgiving them for not being a better person, forgiving them for not being the person that I thought they were and forgiving myself as well. And it just really cuts that tie and it just allows you, it just helps you, should I say rather, to, to leave that situation behind and to leave those thoughts and feelings that you have 
about it behind because again like we've learned you can't change what's happened all you can do is change how you now respond and you have the power to do that so I hope that this episode has been useful I hope that there have been some good takeaways that you can take from this um you know if this is something that you're experiencing yourself again like I said earlier if you are finding it really really difficult to cope please don't go through it alone speak to somebody if there's nobody available for you to speak to or you don't want to speak to anybody then you can give me a message on instagram i'm at bad behavior saved my life um so pop me a message on there i will do my best to help you or point you in the direction of somebody better suited to help you um but yeah just please don't go through it alone and yeah thank you so much for listening um i hope you've enjoyed it and i just i hope that there's just been some value in this that you can take away and and some useful tips and advice um and i will speak to you again next week thank you bye